Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final part of this mini-series, uh, the off-season predictions for the NHL's 32 teams. My name is Chase Beardsley, along with Tyler Cass, and welcome to the Desert Shift Podcast. Uh, we're going to uh, end this mini-series with the Atlantic Division teams. So, Tyler, I mean, we've been at it for a good uh, five hours, basically. So, let's let's cap it off with what could be one of the strongest divisions this upcoming year. We'll start off with Don Sweeney's Boston Bruins. They have 10 million now in cap space rounded up to 11. You look down their lineup and they have a lot of UFAs for the, and RFAs for the now defending president's trophy winners. Uh, Trent Frederick, Patrice Bergeron, Tyler Batuzzi, Garnet Halfway, David Krejci, Tyler, or sorry, Thomas Nosek, uh, Ian Mitchell, Connor Clifton, Dmitry Orlov, Jeremy Swayman, all need new contracts for the main roster. You go on to Providence, uh, Jacob Aleko, uh, Yona Kopnin, Chris Wagner, uh, Vinny Letary. Uh, you also have Riley Walsh, Connor Carrick, Anton Strawman. And uh, Michael DiPietro, all in the minor leagues. Tyler, your thoughts, Boston Bruins. Yeah, um, I don't think a ton of these guys are going to be back. I I think with the Hall trade, I'm fairly confident that that was to clear space for Bertuzzi. I don't think that Rolov is going to be back. I think that they give Trent Frederick a deal if he wants a reasonable thing. If not, I think they trade him. Um, but I doubt Hathaway, um, no sick, um, and Clifton stay. Um, for Bergeron and Krejci, it's obviously um, if they want to keep playing, they'll obviously be back. But I think Bergeron, I think he's going to hang him up. And if he does that, I think Krejci goes with him. So I think those two guys both uh, retire. And then Swayman, I definitely think they reach a deal with, uh, with Swayman. But I think a lot of these guys aren't going to be back. I think a lot of that caps basically cleared up from Paul is going to go to Bertuzzi. He's going to demand like $6 million and they'll have a little bit free, see if they could, you know, uh, pick up anybody else. But uh, I don't think it's going to be a, a a ton of these guys returning to Boston next year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, first off, they have limited cap space, very limited cap space. Uh, you look up um, the restricted slash unrestricted reagent list, I think, Swayman obviously returns. I think uh, Bergeron and Krejci are a 50-50 chance. I think they very well could retire. I think if one of them retires, the other one goes with them. So 50-50. I think um, Halfway is gone. I think Orlov is gone. I think Bertuzzi most likely gone. But what I heard, they're trying to resign him. I think Nosek is gone. Um, Yeah, again, like... I think a lot of these guys are gone because uh, Boston has no cap space. Anton Stroman, I think, is gone as well. Um, so I think the main one you expect to be back is Swayman. But other than that, the most likely one is Bergeron slash Krejci. But we'll see if they choose to retire. Anything else on Boston? No. Yep, let's move on to Buffalo. Uh, Kevin Adams team has 14 million dollars in cap space you go down their ufa slash rfa is not a lot tyson jost uh vinnie hinostroza and then you also have to go all the way down to rochester to see their next uh players and no one really here malcolm suban you remember him but not a lot of activity going on before free agency hits most likely for the Sabres your thoughts Tyler yeah I think this is going to be their their quiet offseason before they start to go all in next year um, especially because they're gonna Darlene's gonna get his his huge extension on July 1st that's gonna kick in next year I'm looking at all of their uh their defense most of them are all gonna be free agents next year so I think Tyson just comes back. He's in our face. Same with Kel Clegg. And Estrella, they probably let him walk unless he comes back for cheap. And um, besides that, maybe they bring back some of their um, their their forwards from the AHL. It's just depth. But uh, I think that Buffalo is going to have pretty much the same team next year. Um, and then once they finally 
uh, either get close to the playoffs or reach the playoffs, I think that's next offseason is when they finally start to go all, all in. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on Buffalo. Obviously, they don't have a lot of cap space until we get into uh, the final bit of predictions at the end of this episode. Um, so not a lot. I think just gets resigned. That's about it. Uh, Detroit, they have a lot of cap space, $30 million in cap space. Uh, Stevie Eiserman's team, they have two first-round picks and three second-round picks this year. If you go up and down their lineup, uh, Matt Luff, Joe Valeno, Alex Chason, Adam Ernie, Pia Sutter, um, also Gustav Lindstrom, Robert Hag, Jordan Osterley, and Magnus Helberg, along with Mark Pissick, um, all require contracts. Uh, you look at dead cap buyout, you have the applicator buyout until 2026 and then the uh, rana uh you're still uh taking on cap from him looking down the uh grand rapids ahl roster not a lot here besides alex nadelkovic uh who's going to be come a ufa your thoughts on the red wings tyler when I look at all of these UFAs, there's not really a single guy that stands out to me as a guy that's going to come back. Maybe Pia Suter comes back, but uh, to me, a lot of these guys are going to walk, especially on the defensive side. Hag and Osterley aren't really fits to me in Detroit anymore, especially when they have two really good defensive prospects in Wallander and uh, Simone Edvinson. Um, I think Lindstrom gets an extension, same with <laughs> Valeno. I think there's a chance that um, Matt Luff doesn't get a qualifying offer and becomes a UFA. But I think that um, there's a chance that they give him a cheap deal. Um, uh, to me, uh, the most interesting thing is is in net what they do there. I doubt they bring back Nadelkovich. Um, but then you also have uh, Sebastian Kosa in the minors. I doubt he's ready yet. So we'll, we'll see um, where they go in net. They sell Fuso. Um, Helberg's a UFA. I doubt that they bring him back so I think a lot of these UFAs are going to walk um, and I don't think Detroit is going to be running you know to to try and bring any of these guys back I think they're going to kind of do what they did last year because they have a lot of cap space and find some solid guys out in free agency like they do with Kubelik and Perron and bring those guys back. yeah I think a lot of these guys are going to walk I think Valeno stays I think Ernie might stay I don't know. I don't think Pia Sutter stays. I think he's said publicly that he wants to test the free agency market. But other than that, I think Valeno is really the only player here that really stays. I think Nadelkovich is gone. I think Helberg is gone. Um, I think they're going to rock with Huso and someone else that they sign. Uh, I don't think Kosa is ready for the NHL. I think he begins in the AHL next year. So that's just me. But again, not big. Uh, moves for the Red Wings internally. I think it's externally that they're going to start going through stuff. Anything else for Detroit? Uh, nope. Perfect. We are going to move on to the Eastern Conference finalists, the Florida Panthers. They have $10 million in cap space. They don't have their first round pick for the next three years. Um, and this is Bill Zito's team. Uh for RFAs and UFAs, you have Giovanni Smith, Colin White, Eric Stahl. You also have Lucas Carlson, Casey Fitzgerald, Radko Gudis, Mark Stahl. You have Alex Lyon needing a new contract, Patrick Hornquist also as well. Then you go down all the way to the uh, Charlotte Checkers roster. Gregory Derisenko needs a new contract. Alexi Hepanemi needs a new contract. Um, you keep going down. No one really big stands out besides those two. Uh, your thoughts on the Panthers? When it comes to the the Stahl brothers, I I don't know how much they have left in the tank. I think either they come back for like a one year uh, cheap deal, like they did last season, or they retire. 
Uh, I do think Gudis comes back. I think he likes playing in Florida, and Florida really wants him back. And I think they get something relatively cheap done, something like two years, two million, something not bad. And a lot of their other UFAs with Carlton Fitzgerald are nothing crazy. So I think they get things done with them just for cheap deals under a million. Um, I don't think Giovanni Smith gets a qualifying offer. I think he becomes a UFA and walks. And I think they bring back Colin White cheap. Um, I think Florida is going to try and do exactly what they did last offseason and rely off of waiver claims, cheap signings, and a lot of them worked. So I think that they're going to really try and lean into that again. And uh, in terms of Alex Lyon, I think he comes back, but I think it all depends on what's going on with Spencer Knight, which we don't know what's happening. So I think that um, Lyon earned himself a bigger payday. I think he gets um, over a million, but I, I think that he comes back just because of the question mark with Spencer Knight. I think Lyon might come back on a cheap deal, probably a million. Um, I don't know if I also mentioned Patrick Hornquist is a UFA. Um, I don't think he comes back. I actually think and believe that he will retire. I think there's just too many health issues and he's getting way too old. I genuinely think he might actually take a position on the Panthers front office. Uh, he does enjoy it there. Uh, I don't know about the Stahl brothers are a 50, 50 thing. I think they could come back, but I also think they could retire or go to a different team altogether. I would not outrule them. Maybe making a pit stop in Carolina to go reunite with Jordan. Who knows? Um, I think Radko Gudis is a hundred percent back. I really do think, that Florida loves him. And I think he played really well in the playoffs this year for Florida. I think Colin White comes back on a league minimum deal. Other than that, I just, I don't see any of these other players coming back. Um, besides the two RFAs we also mentioned and Happy and Nemi and Denisenko, I 100% see them getting tendered again by Florida. Any of your thoughts on the Panthers? No. All right, let's move on to the Montreal Canadiens. Kent Hughes team, they are not looking good in cap space. Um, they have a, protect, a projected cap space of negative $1 million. That's that's all before LTIR. After that, exactly. You're exactly because right. It, because if of you, Carey Price. If you take away Carey Price, they have a cap space of – $10 million around that. You go down, they have Florida's first round pick uh, this year. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and move down to the UFAs and RFAs. Dennis Garyanov, RFA. Jonathan Druan, Chris Tierney. Uh, you have to go, go all the way down to injured reserve for the other UFA, which is Paul Byron. Um, he is a UFA this season. And then this is going to be the final near year of the buyout history of the Carl Alsner deal. Remember him. Um, you go down to Laval. Um, not a lot here. Uh, Rafael Harvey Pernard is a decent big name. Mitchell Stevens. Uh, you also have da, 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 Madison Bowie. And that's about it. Um, your thoughts on Montreal. A lot of these UFAs probably aren't going to be back. Duran is definitely not going to be back, and I doubt Chris Tierney's back. Um, I think Alex Bozio comes back for cheap. He seemed to really like it there. Um, Gryanov, who's an RFA, um, you know, I think they gave him a, a one-year deal, see what he could bring for a year in Montreal. Because he was solid when he went there, but you want to see what he does for the full year. Um, all of the the older guys like Paul Byron, uh, I doubt he comes back. To me, one of the mo more important pieces is Rafael Harvey Pernard is an RFA who was really, really good for them when he got called up. I think they're going to lock him up to a, a decently long deal for solid cheap, probably four or five years, around $2 million. Um, And then I, I also think that um, they're, they're going to look to try and address the goalie situation, which I'll talk about later because – um, I think that they're both not free agents, but I don't know if they want Allen and Montebo as their tandem going forward. And then you also have Caden Primo, who, you know, hasn't been the best, but maybe you still have something there with him. But we'll talk about that later. 
Yeah, absolutely. We will definitely talk about that later because uh, I have something to add as well. I don't think Druan is coming back. I don't think Tyranny comes back, even though I'm a big Chris Tyranny fan. Um, I do think they re-signed Garyanov. Uh, I think, you know, they want more young players. And I don't think Garyanov was bad in Montreal. Uh, I think they re-signed their RFAs. I think Paul Byron is gone, though. I think uh, since he's older and they're trying to get more younger, I think he's gone. And, uh, yeah, I think Garyanov is not going to be too expensive, but I think that's going to be their main, like, internal uh, player to re-sign besides Pinard um, and some of the other RFAs. Anything else about Montreal? Nope. We move on to Ottawa that might actually have the most interesting offseason in the Atlantic because they do have a new owner, and that could influence Pierre Dorian's decisions and also his job. They have a cap space of $17 million. They do not have their first three-round picks this year. Uh, Chicker and Trade obviously did a number to that. Uh, you go down to their RFAs and UFAs, Alex Dabrinka is the big one. He is a restricted free agent. Uh, we'll see what happens to him. Dylan Gambrell, Julian Gauthier, Shane Pinto, Derek Broussard, Patrick Brown, and Austin Watson, all UFAs and RFAs for the Senators. Eric Branstrom, Travis Hamnick, and Nick Holden, all UFAs and RFAs on the D. And Cam Talbot is the goaltender in question who has zero years left. He is now a free agent. Um, you still have a couple of buyout histories and dead cap that you have on there. Uh, you go on to the Belleville Senators and not a lot here. Scott Sabrin, you remember that legend um, who irritated the crap out of Austin Matthews. Um, but more importantly, if you go all the way down, Jacob Bernard Docker is up for um, the Senators. And uh, beyond that, Dylan Ferguson, who also played a couple games in the NHL team, is also up. But your thoughts on the Ottawa Senators and what they're cooking up this offseason? I, I don't see any of these UFAs coming back. They're uh, maybe Broussard for a year, but I doubt Patrick Brown, Austin Watson, Hamannick, or Nick Holden are, are back, and especially Cam Talbot. Um, the, R, the RFAs, I'm going to skip over to Brinkett for a second, um, but I think all of the other RFAs are back. Um, Branstrom had a much better year. Uh, Gauthier was solid when he came over. Um, Gambrell, maybe he's the one guy who maybe they don't qualify and let him walk, but I think he's a solid like fifth center there for depth. And Shane Pinto uh, broke out and was solid this year. To bring it, I really don't think he's a senator to start the year. Um, I'll get into where I, I really think he's going to go um, in, in a second or when we talk about the, our potential trades later. But uh, I doubt to bring it is a, a senator to start the year. Yeah, I, I think Shane Pinto is back. I think Gauthier is back. I think they re-sign Gambrell. I think Dabrinkit is going to get traded. Um, I don't think most of the other UFAs and RFAs are back. Uh, besides Brandstrom, awesome as well. Uh, I think the Senators will keep him. Go down to their RFAs. I think Bernard Docker is one of the more important RFAs that need to be re-signed this year. So I think the Senators will uh, make sure he gets re-signed before the end of the offseason. But other than that, it's going to be surrounding Alex Dabrinkit and then also taking the next step forward for the Senators to get better along with their new owner and seeing what he does to kind of shake up the roster, if anything. Any other thoughts on the Ottawa Senators? No. Okay, we move on to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, cap space with the LTIR, it's going to be around $6 million, $7 million. Julian Breesbraw is the general manager, and they are pretty much screwed on picks. They don't have any picks uh, until the sixth round this year. Um, going to their RFAs and UFAs, Ross Colton, Taryn Janot, 
Pierre-Edward Belmar, Alex Killorn, Corey Perry, Ian Cole, and Brian Elliott are all uh, RFAs and UFAs on the main roster. You keep going on to the Syracuse Crunch roster. Rudolph Falschers is a uh, UFA, or it's an RFA. Uh, Jamel Smith, UFA. And besides that, Trevor Carrick, UFA. Your thoughts on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Some interesting names here. I, I don't think they're going to be able to afford Ross Colton. I think he is going to be traded. And um, I think because I, I, I really like Ross Colton, I think he's a great player, but I, I just don't think that Tampa is going to be able to keep him long term. I they're, believe they're going to resign Jano. Um, just because they gave up so much for him. And I don't think it's going to be terribly expensive. So I think that gets done. Besides that, I, I think Perry comes back. But that's about it for the UFAs. I don't really don't see them keeping Killorn. I think Belmar maybe comes back for a year or just retires. Um, and then Ian Cole is probably gone. I think Brian Elliott could come back for a year. Um, but I also think there's a good chance Brian Elliott retires. So for the UFAs, I really think only Corey Perry comes back and are in the RFAs only Janot. If I'm looking down and up that UFA and RFA lineup, I think uh, Ross Colton is gone, even though I don't think the Tampa Bay Lightning would like for him to be gone. I think Tanner Janot, I think he stays, but I just don't see him getting paid a lot. I think Pierre Edward Belmar is gone. I think their biggest move this offseason is re-signing Alex Killoran. I think he's the main priority here, but I also think Corey Perry is also on that list. Uh, Corey Perry has to go lose in the Stanley Cup final again, of course. Um, so I think he's on there. I don't think they re-sign Ian Cole, and I don't think they re-sign Brian Elliott because I think Brian Elliott retires. Uh, he is getting up there in age. Brian Elliott didn't win a Stanley Cup with him, right? Curtis McElhinney was the backup no. with them. Yeah, it's McElhinney. That's why he went. Elliott went, but they lost. Yeah, I know. To Colorado, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think Balshers is back, and I do not think Smith is back, and I do think most of these uh, Syracuse Crunch guys are back. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are just going to be too crunched up on cap for any of these guys to come back. But besides that, anything else with the Tampa Bay Lightning? Um, no. All right. The final team, we're almost done today. Brad Tree Living and the Toronto Maple Leafs with the cap hit with LTIR. Um, it's going to be 14 million around that in cap. Um, you look at their draft capital, they have a first round pick. Beyond that, uh, they have a lot of UFAs and RFAs. Tree Living is going to have a busy first year in Toronto. Uh, Noel Achari, Zach Aston Reese, Michael Bunting, David Kampf, Alex Kerfoot, Ryan O'Reilly, Wayne Simmons, Eric Gustafson. Justin Hull, Luke Shen, and Ilya Samsonov, along with Victor Mete, are all pending free agents slash restricted free agents. You go towards the Marley's side of things. Nothing really here. Jordy Ben, if you're a big Jordy Ben guy, and Eric Shalgan, uh, all are pending free agents slash unrestricted free agents your thoughts on toronto and all these restricted slash unrestricted free agents the only player that i can confidently say i believe will resign ufa wise is luke shen and i think that's going to be for the, the league minimum with incentives um next on that is probably o'reilly I, I do think there's a good chance that o'reilly signs in Toronto, I just I don't think it's gonna be very long. I think it's gonna be two, three years max, but I think it's gonna be a higher cap hit than people think. Um, because I think they're gonna to want to get him off the books uh, by the time they're gonna to need to pay Marner and Nylander, which is in a year or two. So I, I think they're gonna give him big money, but for short term. Um, 
But besides that, I can't see a lot of these guys coming back. I think Achar is going to get a solid payday. Same with Bunting and Kerfoot. I think Simmons maybe comes back for a league minimum. And I think that um, the only guys that can maybe I'm 50-50 on is Aston Reese and Camp for cheap. But then on defense, there's no chance Hole comes back. I really doubt Gustafson comes back. And they're going to need to pay Samson out. So I think that they're going to have to really pick and choose. And I think they're going to get strength for cheap. I think and I think they're just going to go with bringing back Samson up and uh, O'Reilly. I would have to agree with you that Shen is most likely coming back. I think Kerfoot has a good chance of coming back as well. I think Samsonov is coming back. And other than that, I just cannot see any of these guys coming back. Eric Gustin, I'll start with him, did not fit in well with Toronto when he was putting up pretty good points in Washington. Justin Hull, I mean, he's been on the short end of the stick with Toronto fans everywhere. David Camp, I just can't see uh, him being brought back. Michael Bunting is going to get a massive pay raise. Um, Zach Aston Reese, I could kind of see him coming back, maybe, but I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a practice tryout like last season. Noah Chari, not as much. I think he's going to get a good pay raise. Wayne Simmons, I could see them bringing him back. He's going to get league minimum. Ryan O'Reilly, I just think he's going to make too much for Toronto for them. And I think I got everyone in that. Brief sends Victor Mete. I don't think he's coming back. Uh, he didn't fit well with the Maple Leaf uh, system. I think Alex, uh, Eric Schalgren comes back. I don't think Jordy Ben comes back. Other than that, that is pretty much it for Toronto. Um, we'll talk about what we think their offseason is going to look like in a second, but anything else for the Toronto Maple Leafs? No. Wow, you're very quiet about the Atlantic division. I, I feel like the, uh, the Atlantic, I feel like a lot of these teams are pretty uh, straightforward. A lot of them are tap-strained, or we know the kind of direction that they're, they're going to be in. I think, uh, yes, in terms of re-signing, but when it comes to trades, I think there's going to be a couple things. Yeah. So, again, let's start off with what we think uh, – each team is going to do at significantly big who we think they could target or trade for. Uh, let's start with the Boston Bruins. What do you think here? Yeah, I don't think Boston is going to make a lot of external moves just because I think they're going to try and really bring back Bertuzzi and then obviously sign Swayman to a longer term deal. I think Boston's happy with the team they have now. Um, the only difference would be if Bergeron and Krejci do end up retiring. I definitely think they go after centers. I think that um, JT Comper could be a fit there, um, depending on how much the price is. And if JT Comper is too expensive, they could easily go for a more defensive, better route. I look at a guy like Lars Eller, um, could definitely be a fit there. I think Oscar Sundquist could definitely fit Boston pretty well. Um, but yeah, if if Bergeron and Krejci do retire, then I definitely think that they go look for uh, some centers and definitely some centers with a decent amount of skill and but also a, a good two-way game. There are a couple players I could see here. I could see Max Domi coming here on a cheap deal uh, to kind of re replace uh, what Bertuzzi is going to leave him with. I could see P.S. Sutter being a good pickup for them, good bottom line pickup. Um, I I liked what you said about Lars Eller. He could be a cheap pickup for them as well. Uh, Boston just cannot afford that many people. Oliver ekman Larson, we talked about him potentially going to Boston on a cheap contract. And then other than that, it's just hard. I, I liked Oscar Sundquist as another player. That's a good bottom line physical player that fits the Boston mold. And... Yeah, I just cannot see a lot in Boston. I think they made their main move in the Taylor Hall trade that they just did uh, today. Um, other than that, I just can't see them doing any big moves. I think the big thing is going to be if Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci retire or not. It was a hard series to lose, so we'll see if they can come back from that. We move on to the Buffalo Sabres. What do you think the Buffalo Sabres are going to be up to? 
I mean, I think we have the same guy in mind, and that's Patty Kane. This is, I, I think that he ends up at Buffalo, um, whether that be this offseason or next offseason. Um, I, I still stand by my thing where there's a chance he could go back to the Rangers for a year because of his injury. But I think at the end of the day, he ends up in Buffalo, and there's a good chance that it happens this offseason. Um, there's one more guy that I think that Buffalo targets, and it might sound a little crazy, but I think that Milan Lucic could end up a saber. And that's because, one, he's a good locker room guy, and two, the Sabres are a young, young team. And, you know, you're going to want a guy like Lucic on your bench being there for all of your young players. When when your young players are getting targeted on the ice, when they're taking big hits, you want a guy like Lucic there to protect them. And I think that he'll be cheap. Um, he won't be there for a long time, but I think that while these young guys are learning, you want a guy like Lucic there to protect them. So um, they're not getting lit up all over the ice all the time. And he's also a great guy for the locker room. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Patrick Kane, 100% hanging Buffalo, in my opinion. I think that's the only place he's going to end up. Uh, besides Patty Kane, I, I think they've made all the moves they want to already. I think they could make a veteran move, try to get some veterans on that team. I think uh, someone, as you said, Milan Lucic, that would be an interesting one. I could potentially see uh, someone. Uh, man, there's a, it's just it's just weird with Buffalo because they're in that stage where they're starting to build up and um, become really become good again. And uh, you know what? Uh, I I think Nick Manino could potentially go there. Someone on the bottom line uh, could go there uh, to be a bottom six role model. Um, there's someone that I could foresee getting put on there. Um, going on to Detroit, what do you see happening with Detroit? This is my uh, my number one spot here for Debrinket. I think Debrinket is a Red Wing uh, come the start of the season. I think they have the assets to get him. They have the cap space to give him the money he wants. I really believe Debrinket will be a, a Red Wing at the start of the season. I also have this as my number one landing spot for JVR. I think they really wanted him at the deadline. We had the rumors that he almost got traded there. You know, Detroit did the last year where they signed a bunch of guys to cheaper contracts. Um, who you know weren't necessarily uh, were also kind of enough like Kubalik, um, they did a few years ago. <laughs> um, with Pia Suter, they signed Chase Allen also, who is uh, kind of written off. So, I think JVR lands on a one or two year cheap deal in, in Detroit. Um, and I also think that they they address the goalie situation, I think they look for a stopgap for um between uh now and in a year or two when COSA is ready so I think that um there's definitely a decent amount of options to do kind of one a one b thing with uh Vili Huso. one guy that definitely comes to mind is Cam Talbot I think Talbot will be a good fit there for one or two years if he's willing to do that but I think it looks for more of a long-term option so that's why I, I also think Ronta would be up there I think Ronta would easily take a two-year deal for like three or four million it would be a really good stopgap for uh, Kosa. Yeah, um, I think Debrinkat, this is the main landing spot for Debrinkat. He is obviously from that area, and I think he would love to go back there. Uh, I can see Cam Talbot going out there. Obviously, they need a backup goaltender, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's Antioranta or, uh, as we mentioned, Cam Talbot. I think JVR could be a potential uh, player here in going to Detroit. Uh, I think they add someone maybe like a Garnet halfway to replace some of their leading or leaving uh, bottom six options. I could see them um, maybe taking a page on Laurent Brossois as well um, for the backup position. And yeah, maybe someone like Evan Rodriguez, I could also see here. Uh, beyond that, I think those are some play, pretty good players. I'm pretty confident about Laura Brassois. They obviously need a backup goaltender. I will not be surprised 
if he chooses Detroit. Uh, Florida. The only, oh, the only thing about Bruce was uh, I feel like he's going to want a, a long-term deal. It's something like four or five years. And I, I don't think Detroit's going to do that because they want a guy only for a year or two um, while Kosa develops in the AHL. So when they bring Kosa up in a, a year or two, they're going to um, run him and maybe somebody else. But I don't think they want the guy there for too long because they don't want they don't want to block Kosa from being uh, able to play in the NHL. But I just don't see Brassois getting a long term contract anywhere. To be honest, maybe um, that's true. Going on to Florida, what do you expect of Florida? Um, Florida is probably my second uh, option for Debrinket if he doesn't land in Detroit. I think Florida could get him. My only problem with Florida is. They don't have the assets to really get him. Um, Detroit could easily uh, outmatch their offer. The only thing that um, Florida could really offer is maybe like a Sam Reinhardt, something more position players and roster players than draft picks and prospects, which I don't know if Florida would do. So that's why I I think um, Florida kind of doesn't make a ton of moves. I think they go kind of like what they did last year. Um, with the veteran route, um, I, I could definitely see a reunion with Dadnov going back to Florida. Um, I think they look for for cheaper uh, defensemen. I think Ryan Graves could be a good fit there, especially if Mark Stahl leaves. Um, I also I, I like Comper as a fit there if if they're able to afford him. But the one guy that I think they're really really going to go after is Barbashev. I think um, to me, um, I have. Florida as as uh, my number one pick for Barbashev going there. I I really think that Florida is going to go in hard for him, and there's a good chance he ends up there. Um, I think Oliver Ekman Larson might be a target, especially if Mark Stahl leaves, especially because he's going to come on a cheaper deal. I could see Eric Johnson on a cheaper deal going to Florida. Just players with cheap deals I can see going to the Panthers. John Klingberg, if he decides to take less money for a competing team, he could go to Florida. Um, I could see them chasing after someone like a uh, like a Barbashev. I can 100% see that. Um I can see him chasing after Andreas Janssen, trying to get him on a league minimum deal. Again, just these league minimum deals, uh, they're probably going to sign players too, and they'll probably take whatever they can get on top of that for league minimum deals. Same thing goes to Evan Rodriguez, um, Austin Watson. I was going to mention, um, I feel like we haven't talked about him at all, but I think that this could be a potential landing spot for Jonathan Taze. That's interesting. I see him. I did, forgot to mention him with Colorado. That's where I see him ending up um, as a third I, line center. I, I think that, you know, if Eric Stahl leaves, I think that um, they could easily come up with a contract where it, the base salary isn't a lot, but he gets a lot of incentives, Taze. Um, you know, something similar to what Eric Stahl got. I think um, Taze could could easily fit in Florida and won't be something terribly expensive because I don't think he's going to look for uh, a very long contract or a very expensive contract, but I think something like one year, two and a half million will get it done. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Druin is another player I can see here coming here. Uh, let's move on to Montreal. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, what do you see them doing this offseason? Um, I, I think that this is the time that they address their, their goalie situation. I think they uh, Jake Allen eventually gets traded um, sometime this season. Um, I definitely think they make a push for Carter Hart. I don't know if they get it done, but I think they, they want Hart. And they look at him as a guy who could be their number one for you know the next eight years. Um, so I think there's a chance they go the goalie route. Um, in the offseason if they trade Allen in the offseason. Um, but I definitely think that would be for like a one-year thing. I look at um, Nedeljkovic as maybe a guy who could go there. Um, uh, maybe they give Corpusalo a look, I, but that's if they trade Elliott. I, I don't think that they go for their franchise goalie this, this offseason. 
but I think that they definitely take a hard look at hard, maybe get something done there. Outside of that, I think it's all just going to be trades. I think they, they definitely look for a trade for Dvorak, for Josh Anderson, for Armia. Um, and on defense, they look for trades for Matheson and Edmondson, maybe Savard. But I don't think they do a ton in the free agent market. Yeah, um, I can see James Reimer end up here. It's been talked about before about Reimer ending up here just as a stopgap, not a goaltender of the future, but they most likely will want to move on from Jake Allen. And I think it's time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting what they do. I don't think they do a lot. I think they do take some uh, tags on some younger players. And Evan Rodriguez, again, I know we've mentioned him a lot, but he's going to be someone that's looked a lot at. I think they really could offer sheet someone like Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, Piyush Suter, I could see going here. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, I could see it being a reclamation project for them as well. But I think they're going to try to get some of these younger players and other than that, you know, have kind of a quiet offseason. Let's move on to the Ottawa Senators. What do you think they do in this pivotal offseason? Um, Ottawa definitely needs a goalie because Talbot's gone and I doubt they're going to one run with two super young goalies. I think they go for a more veteran route. I really, really like Corpus Hall up here. I think there's a good chance he ends up here. Um, if he doesn't, then this is the kind of place that I, I would put um, <laughs> what's his name blank? Why am I playing? Yeah, this, the guy from Vegas, Brassois. I think <laughs> Brassois. Yeah, I think this is him between Brassois and um, uh, Corpus Allo. I think one of them ends up here to be the starter for three or four years while they kind of try and figure out what their goaltending situation is. I'm guessing Sogard will be the other guy involved. Um, but besides that, I don't see Ottawa making a ton of moves on the the uh, the roster end. Um, besides the Debrinket trade, I think they get a lot of stuff there. They try and get some depth, but I, I wouldn't put it past um, Ottawa to start spending money because they want to compete now, especially with Giroux. And I, I, I think that there's a good chance they overpay for a forward. I could see them trying to really go after O'Reilly. I could see them trying to really, really go after uh, Tarasenko. I don't know if they land either of those players, but I, I think that there's a, a good chance they go after a big name free agent because they want to compete. Um, I forgot to mention this with, with Montreal, but I think there's a good chance that Alex Kalorn ends up in either Montreal or Ottawa because I think one of those teams would be willing to, to pay um, for him. And I think that right now my number one choice for Kalorn would probably be Ottawa. That's actually interesting. Um, I think Alex Sabrinka is 100% getting traded. I think they trade him. Uh, they're going to look for a goaltender. Uh, who that is? I mean, James Reimer is on the market. Warren Blissois is on the market. Uh, I think they do go after Vladimir Tarasenko. I would not be surprised if they go after JBR. Um, I think those are going to be two players that they go after i would not be surprised if they maybe go after nyquist if he hits open market some middle six top six four they'll probably go after um and yeah i think the main goal here is to get some sort of goaltender maybe nadelkovich comes in as a backup uh they do need a backup and a starting goaltender basically uh because i don't think uh magnus or what's it Helberg yeah, Mag or Hellman? Magus is, I think it's Hogard or Sogard. Magnus. I don't, think, I don't know if they'll be ready for the start of this season. So it'll be interesting. I think they get some sort of goaltending on the market, though, if I was yeah. a betting man. Uh, Ryan Graves, I could also see going here. Um, going on to the next team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. What do you see the Lightning doing to kind of shore up something? Here? This is this is actually my my number one fit right here for Jonathan Taze. I, I think the Lightning are going to push hard for him, and I think he fits their team really well. I mean, they have their top few centers in Point and Stamkos, and then um, I think with Ross Colton leaving, that kind of leaves most likely leaving. That kind of leaves a, a hole there for their third line, and I think. 
Taves would fit really nice on their, their third line there, especially with a guy like Nick Paul or maybe like Hagel or even Corey Perry. So I think they go hard for, for Taves and that he's my, uh, my number one pick. And then also I think Elliot's going to retire. So they're going to need a backup goalie. They don't need anybody crazy. So I think they go after a cheap, you know, easy option back there. Honestly, I, I think there's a chance they could take a flyer on Jonathan Quick, you know, a veteran guy, maybe work with the goalie coaches there, have a solid season there. Uh, I definitely think they could go after like this, like Thomas Grice, uh, Dave Riddich, you know, maybe uh, Alex Line if he doesn't go back to uh, to Florida, but they're just going to take one of these cheap guys to back up, you know, play 20 games and back up Gonzalevsky. Yeah, looking up and down the lineup, I could see Jonathan Taze end up here. I could see Ryan O'Reilly, if he's desperate for an R Cup, end up here on a cheap contract. Um, other than that, they want a backup goaltender because most likely uh, Brian Elliott is gone. If Cam Talbot really is wants a cup, I can see him sign for for very cheap, but I don't know if he does. I doubt it. I could see Nadelkovich here, maybe. I could see Laurent Brassois here as a one-year deal, maybe. Um, other than that, I wouldn't be surprised if they go for a Ryan Reeves type of guy or Oscar Sundquist, uh, Austin Watson, Someone that they can slot in on that fourth line and they know can be physical, but yet can be productive when they absolutely really need to. Uh, I could see Cogliano if he somehow gets that far going here. Seems like a Cogliano sort of team. And yeah, I, those are the main players I can see going here. Dan and Heinen, I can also see going here. Noah Dreger. Uh, yeah, just like someone cheap, someone that they can easily get. And again, it all, it all is based on if they can get Killor done, uh, if they can get that deal done and how much that will cost them. And then moving yeah, was, on to our, go ahead. Well, I, I think they, there's a chance they try and just spoof up the, the decor a little bit. It wasn't the, the biggest or greatest decor last year. So I just think yeah, was, they're going to add some depth. Yeah. Like oh, I was yeah. thinking. Maybe oh yeah, I was thinking maybe just like Connor Clifton. Um, maybe mm. they go after uh Graves. Maybe they go after maybe they go after if the Islanders don't resign Mayfield. Mayfield could be a good option there. Even Dumoulin from Pittsburgh might not be a terrible option. Just something, you know, so you don't have to play Philippe Myers or like Zach Bogosian every single game. Jonathan Drouin, P.S. Sutter would be a good third, fourth line option that won't cost you too much. Maybe Max Domi. Um, and other than that, defense-wise, Patrick Nemeth could be a cheap option if they really have to. Honestly, Kulikov. Kulikov is another one. Ethan Bear, if he uh, doesn't get re-signed by Vancouver, even though I think he does. Uh, Tyson Jost, maybe a good fourth-line option. Um, Martin Jones as backup, actually. I'm surprised they didn't talk about Martin Jones as a potential backup for Tampa Bay to uh, get re-signed. But, um, yeah, uh, let's move on to our next team, and our final team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who do you think Toronto is going to go after? Not really like anybody, just because I, I really don't think they're going to spend a ton of big money before um, they're going to have to pay Matthews, Marner, and then Nylander. Um, they don't have the ton of cap space. They have to bring back some. So now all stuff's going to do with even less. So I think it's just going to be more depth guys. The same thing that they kind of did um, at the trade deadline, but maybe free agency. They picked up like uh, Achari um, and like Lafferty at the, the deadline. I think they try and do the same thing just in free agency. Um, you know, last year they picked up What's his name? Cal Yarncroak, maybe something like that. Um, cheaper one, two mil guy um, who will be able to put the puck in the net. Uh, I think Teddy Bluger could be a solid fit if he doesn't go back to to uh, Vegas. I also think that 
they might try and go more veteran like so maybe like a Cogliano um something like that but I I think that the most they're going to spend on a free agent is like two million dollars yeah I don't see them really chasing after any big name players I could see a Ryan Donato come here I could see a Darren Helm go there but I think they're one of the teams that you're not going to see a lot of big swings for um I don't think you're going to see a lot of trades either. Maybe a Matt Murray trade. And uh, going back to Tampa, I don't think you're going to see a lot of trades with them either. Um, let's go, kind of go back to Toronto again. But, yeah, I, unless Austin Matthews, William Nylander, and Mitch Marner tell management that they're absolutely not going to resign, I just see this as another quiet offseason for Toronto, especially because they just got a new GM, and I'm sure he kind of wants to see – how things are with the team. But that pretty much does it for our off-season predictions. Tyler, anything else for any of these teams? No, we got an exciting off-season ahead, draft in a few days, and um, ready for that. Yeah. For agency. Absolutely. Same here, and we'll have it all covered here on the Desert Ship Podcast. And thank you so much for listening to all four episodes of it's uh, 7 or 8 now, my time. Uh, we've been at this for around 5 to 6 hours. So let's end this out as quick as we can. Uh, for Chase Beardsley, my Twitter account, Chase Beardsley underscore, Tyler Cass, Tyler Cass underscore on Twitter. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. That's what I said. Um, yeah, that's us. Um, go follow us and... Make sure to tune in for our next episodes coming up soon. And thank you.